Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from beautiful Escazú, Costa Rica, where it is Sunday, the 25th of April, 2021, and I can't believe it is the end of April. So this is something phenomenal to me, how quickly the time is going, how many hours fly by in no time, and how we can't even keep up with ourselves. And <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm having a hard time keeping up. So one step at a time, one baby step at a time, but boy, it's been complicated. So um, onward with the week ahead, which we have a lot a lot going on. So we've just been through a bunch of things where Venus and Mercury were conjuncting Uranus and then squaring Saturn. And it has been, um, you know, an up and down, a little bit of a roller coaster emotionally, I think. And I think that some of the things that have been presenting themselves in the last few days is, you know, have been tense and tedious and a little, mm, like things that have been happening have been hard. And I don't think that anything has been smooth sailing. I don't think we're having that right now. So, um, and this week continues. So we're, (laughs) you know, it's like everything just keeps on trudging along and we, we have to just deal with each piece as it comes. I feel like as soon as I get a break, something else happens. Like I start to get my energy back. I start to clear myself. I get focused. I'm grounded again. I'm feeling better. My energy is strong again. And then moments, hours later, it doesn't take very long. Something comes and knocks me off my, my place again. So, um, you know, it's, it's, that's my, that's my story. I don't know what your story is, but it's just, you know, a test over and over again. And, you know, the square between Uranus and Saturn is a test. And they are not a simple duo. One is expansion, one is, you know, contraction. And sometimes we think we expand too far and we have to step back. And then we say, well, I shouldn't have done that. I should just kept going. And what can you do? You know, you just got to, you just have to have faith in your process and faith in what you are feeling and aligning with. So there you go. Um, so we are now experiencing the beginnings of the full moon, which is going to be, you know, late tomorrow night. And, you know, right now the moon is in Libra, but it will go into Scorpio tomorrow, 12, 18 p.m. Eastern time. And that's 10.18 a.m. for me. So it enters Scorpio, but then, you know, like 11 hours later, we have the full moon. So the full moon is at 11.32 p.m. Eastern time on Monday, the 26th. And that is at 7 degrees of Scorpio, which means the sun is at 7 degrees of Taurus because this is a full moon. So now... Looking at that, we can say, oh, yes, it's a full moon in Scorpio. Okay, so it's deep, it's passionate, it's intense, it's, it can be lustful, it can be luscious because it's Taurus and Scorpio, and this is juicy, right? And then we start to look a little closer, and we start to realize that, you know, a couple hours after the full moon occurs, 
um, it's going to oppose Uranus, and then it's going to square Saturn. So, you know, in the middle of the night in our region of the world, in this side of the world, um, we will experience the full moon, and then the moon will hit Uranus in opposition and then square Saturn. And so um, Monday and Tuesday are intense, and they are not you know, this is not comfortable. This is not comfortable. So here we are with another set of uncomfortable aspects. And after just getting through Venus and Mercury, like doing the same thing, except they're in Taurus. Now we're having this whole full moon experience and it's way too close to those two planets. So, you know, it's going to take a little while for the sun to get there. Like I had mentioned last week, even though the sun and Mercury were together, Mercury speeds ahead and the sun will, will conjunct Uranus and Taurus on Friday the 30th. But in the meantime, tomorrow and Tuesday, we've got a lot of heavy energy with the moon going into Scorpio and then this experience of the moon, um, you know, hitting Uranus in the in the crazy hours of the night and then squaring Saturn. So if Monday into Tuesday you are sleeping, if those are your sleeping hours, and maybe in this region of the world those are your sleeping hours, um, it's not comfortable. So maybe your sleep might be a little disturbed. And what can I say? I can say that we have to move through this with grace and ease and consciousness, consciousness more than anything. So it invites us to dive in deep. It invites us to connect to our passions. It invites us to connect to our own spirit in the sense of dark versus light. And, you know, when we go into Scorpio, like, okay, so we're in Taurus now and it's very bright and it's, it's, ruled by Venus and we're all lovely about our experience of spring and, and here it's rainy season and I actually just put a post on Instagram about all of that and growth and plants and harvest and all those juicy things and this is a juicy full moon but if it wasn't squaring Saturn and conjuncting Uranus or opposing Uranus the sun is going to conjunct Uranus this is it would be a lot juicier and more fun. <laughs> and we would all be together like, ooh, this is a juicy full moon. I'm excited. What am I going to wish for in my passions? What am I going to manifest? How am I going to, how am I going to uh, respond to this? And one of the things that I think we need to be aware of is that it's just, it's uncomfortable and we can't completely wrap our heads around it until it actually occurs. This is not an eclipse. We are not yet at the eclipses. So, but I have found lately that the, um, all of these lunations we're having involve some sort of outer planet or something like, you know, Chiron or something. And it's been, it's been a test of our, our temperaments and, and our sensibilities. And, you know, I feel like we are still in the aftermath of last year. And, you know, I was talking with uh, people yesterday, my friends yesterday, and and um, 
we were talking about like they're having new restrictions in Costa Rica and they're not big. They're, they're small. They're much smaller than we expected them to be. They were, they were all sorts of bouncing back and forth and, and we were in, we were going out to breakfast and we wanted to sit outside and that's the safer place during this time period. And they're like, well, we're waiting to hear from the government. It's like, really? We've been waiting to hear from the government since Thursday night and it's Saturday morning. Um, and so they were saying they might restrict people sitting outside, which is really dumb. <laughs> but I don't know. They'd have to explain that one to me. Maybe maybe it's not so dumb. But, you know, being outside is better than being inside with all sorts of people, or that's what we've been told all this time. So we people were waiting for 2021 to come because 2020 would be over. But 2020 was the initial shock. We are now in the assimilation of this consciousness. And Part of this says, I don't know what the hell to do. I don't know what to do. Maybe on some level, none of us knows what to do, but we have to keep moving and we have to keep elevating our consciousness. And we are part of something that is leading us to our new destiny. So maybe your destiny was... relatively the same. <laughs> Maybe your job hasn't changed or you're in retirement or you're you just you're home with your kids or whatever. Um, but there's something new and there is a new consciousness and there is a new destiny and there is something everything's sort of shifted and I'm extraordinarily grateful to be where I am. Um, don't make any mistakes. I mean please when I say that they're issuing something that sounds dumb, I'm just like in the grand scheme of things, I don't understand it. So that's my prejudgment. But um, but there were no real adjustments. We just have to, the people who drive have to adjust their driving again. Um, and so one of the things that's so important about this is that we have to bend ourselves to, and stretch ourselves to... Uh, a new dynamic, a new paradigm, a new consciousness. And it's hard for everybody. And each of us still, like either we go from, I don't know what on earth is happening, like in an hour, to I don't know what is happening next week, to I just throw my hands in the air and I just got to keep going. You know, we can't worry about what's going to happen. And we just have to keep going. And keeping going is the right thing to do. So we have this full moon. It's in Scorpio. It's juicy. When Uranus comes and we get that wave, we just ride it out. When Saturn comes and we get the wave, we ride it out. And Uranus and Saturn are very, very different animals. Uranus is about, and I've said this before and I'm saying it again, Uranus is about the breakthrough. Uranus is about the new paradigm. Uranus is about letting go of the old structures and rebuilding something um, exciting and electric. And if you're getting ideas, well, then great. Saturn is the one that wants to stay status quo. Saturn is the one that says, but can I do this? Oh my God, I'm going to get, if I stretch myself, I'm going to get in so much trouble. No, that was the old paradigm. You can't worry about it. And what if I do this? What if it's a risk? What We, we got to take a risk now. We have to just like sort of live with our decisions and maybe they're not all good. But um and you know what? Our governments are just, it's like the blind leading the blind. They're trying their best, for the most part, from what I can see from places. They're trying their best, at least they are here. They're trying their real their best to, to balance this crazy balancing act, this juggling situation. And 
I, I'm grateful things aren't terrible here. So I think that people are still feeling the effects of this. I think there's like also, you know, people are saying we're going into the third wave of this. I understand. And I think that we just have to find the place of taking a risk versus the place of staying small and navigate all of it because navigating out of the smallness is what we need to do. We can't get scared. We have to, and you know what? It's not about the global situation. It's about our own situation. It's that situation is reflecting back to us what we have to contend with and navigate in our own lives. So at this full moon, when it makes an opposition, the sun opposite the moon, the moon opposite the sun, and they square Uranus, they get involved with Uranus and they square Saturn. This is, this is less, uh, you know, than a lot of the other things we've been through. Like last year was very, very complicated with Saturn and Pluto. So we just go through this phase and we juggle as best we can. The other thing is that Pluto, the planet of ruling Scorpio, the planet of the underworld, of regeneration, of transformation, of deep, deep, deep um, work. You know, if you do deep work on yourself, Pluto is there helping you. Pluto's going retrograde on Tuesday. So we are in absolutely positively in the station retrograde of Pluto. So Pluto is stationing, slowing down, stopping. And it will retrograde in the afternoon on Tuesday the 27th. And so that is a very important time because it's going to govern us for the next, you know, five months or so. And so we have to think about going within, there's those words again, going within and getting deep and trying to understand and excavate. Pluto is all about excavation, digging under the earth, excavate our truth and what, what comes next. Okay. And so we are very much about working through this Plutonian time. We're going into another level and Pluto is now in its last degrees of Capricorn. So this year and next year, it's going to be in Capricorn when it retrogrades. And the following year, it's going to be in Aquarius. So this is one of the last retrogrades in Capricorn. It started in Capricorn in 2008 when the market crashed. Pluto was in Capricorn. Capricorn rules governments and financial markets. Um, And it is and the authority figures and those, you know, the powers that be. Um, so we are going into one of the last retrogrades of Capricorn, Pluto and Capricorn. Not that it won't retrograde, it'll go into Capricorn again, you know, in 2022 and 23, but there, I mean, 23 and 24, but, but we are in the last, one of the last ones. This is going to retrograde in Capricorn, come out in Capricorn, and then it's going to retrograde in Capricorn next year, come out in Capricorn in 2022, I mean, I'm sorry, 2023, I keep thinking it's the wrong year. 2023 is when it starts to like go into Aquarius and then comes out in Capricorn when it retrogrades. So that means that we are about to experience the end of something, another era ending. And this situation we're in is part of that. So it may take a while. It may take till Pluto goes into Aquarius two years from now 
to really start this new life. It may be that for the next two years, and I don't know, I'm just guessing because it's Pluto, it could be that we are in deep, deep transformation and letting go of the end of certain things in our lives. And it's extremely powerful and extremely scary at the same time. But we have to own our power in all of this. In, and so as Pluto goes retrograde on Tuesday, there you go. It rules Scorpio, right? So the full moon is in Scorpio and the ruling planet is going retrograde. So <laughs> this is going to be a fun couple of days. And it, I think an intense couple of days. So if we can get down and dirty and raw with ourselves and intense with ourselves, then we are doing a good job. And if we are finding ourselves um, thinking we can sort of ignore that, that's not going to happen. So Pluto is asking us to go deep. Pluto is asking us to go and transform ourselves. Pluto is asking us to join him in the underworld for the next five months while he's retrograde. And this is a very significant time of year. Every year Pluto goes retrograde around, you know, it's like a little bit later every year. So I remember the days when Pluto was retrograding in March, you know, a few years back. Now here we are at the end of April and Pluto is retrograding. And the outer planets retrograde for half the year, like a good five to six months. And that means half the population has, uh, you know, one of the outer planets in retrograde. And um, it means that, you know, the people who have Pluto retrograde, like yours truly here, are going to find their way through this, through their, oh, it's like, oh, yeah, more the same. <laughs> it's, it's the typical navigation uh, through the underworld. And so Pluto is asking us to descend right now into the underworld with him as Persephone descended into the underworld with him and transformed herself and became queen of the underworld. And so she's the queen of the underworld. <laughs> she's the, she, I mean, so can, where can you be king or queen of your underworld in this next six months, five months? Where can you um, dig deep into your life and navigate something that is not feeling familiar or that feels dramatic. And Pluto is always dramatic. There's always some drama with Pluto, you know. And so it's usually when it stations direct and sort of pops its head out from, from the underworld um, is when we start to feel that experience of like, wow, I've been through something. I've been through something dramatic and deep and intense and sometimes dark because the underworld is dark. So let's let's go get our flashlights. And like last year where we had to put the flashlight on in Pluto's closet, Jupiter was there to guide us through that because Jupiter was with Pluto. But Jupiter's not with Pluto this year. Jupiter has been with Saturn and and Jupiter is doing different things. Jupiter's busy elsewhere. So we are sort of navigating this the way we always do, um, unlike last year. Uh, and, and you're saying, Deb, last year was a disaster. Last year, we couldn't really navigate anything. Um, you know, we couldn't see anything, clearly. And, um, but Jupiter was there to guide us with Pluto's descent. And as I said last year, go find your treasure. 
go shine the light in Pluto's closet and find your treasure. Okay, so we're always shining a light in Pluto's closet. It was easier to do that with Jupiter last year, and people found things to do and changed their lives and stuff. And this time, we are working through something profound again, and it's coming to the end of something. So we are on the precipice of a brand new consciousness and a brand new place in our lives. And the best thing you can do is get excited about it. The best thing you can do is dig deep and find your treasures. The best thing you can do is stay focused and stay healing yourself and keep yourself from getting pulled into darkness. Just go into yourself with awareness. And that is the thing. We have to stay light. We have to stay conscious. We have to stay aware. And it's hard to do that sometimes, especially when we have a full moon in Scorpio ruled by a Pluto that's stationing retrograde. So several hours after Pluto, um, several hours after the, the full moon is Pluto. It's not like a full day even Pluto will go retrograde. So this is, this is deep and intense. Get juicy. Try to get juicy. Don't let Saturn bring your head down. Don't let Saturn say to you, how dare you get juicy? <laughs> get juicy. <laughs> and allow yourself to feel everything, okay? And people are like, I don't want to feel things. <laughs> Saturn, Saturn, if you don't feel things, Saturn might kick your butt. You know, it's funny because Saturn is the one that doesn't want to feel anything, but it's harder when we don't feel things. So if we get juicy with ourselves, go in deep and allow ourselves to feel things, we're going to come out of this okay. On Friday the 30th, the sun will conjunct Uranus and it will sort of bring back more of the same energies that we've been feeling. Um, and it's an exciting, that's like, that's electricity. That's like, yeah, I am like sparkling. I am feeling fantastic. I'm feeling like we, like I've got new energy in my body. So, you know, it'll give us a boost, but it's also, you know, it's going to remind us of the full moon because, you know, the full moon is getting, you know, close to Uranus and then Saturn. And then, it's going to take a few more days before the sun reaches Saturn, but on Monday the 3rd, the sun will square Saturn. So it's going to do what everything else does. It sits on everything in Taurus, that is, sits on Uranus, a couple days later, square Saturn. Sits on Uranus, square Saturn. So first comes the burst of excitement and change. Then, And it's what I just described about myself in the first part of this podcast. Wow, I get my energy back and then something happens. I get my energy back and then something happens and my head is dragged again. And then, so this is, this is the pattern we're in and I'm in it right along with you. And we are holding our own during this time. You know, I think we have to allow for the transformations, allow for, you know, transformation for each and every one of us. Look at what has happened in this world. So we have to allow for you know, we're not perfect and we make mistakes and, and we have to just go, you know, all right, it, the, you know, my skin grows back. I cut myself, but my skin grows back. And, you know, it's, it's just going to invite us to go in deeper and we have to go in deeper because that's the only way through this. And Saturn's going to say, mm, you didn't do your homework or mm, I don't want to go in deeper. 
but we have to just say, you know, I can't say yes to that voice. That voice is just not productive to me right now. Say yes to the structure of Saturn. Say yes to the commitment of Saturn. Say yes to the decision of Saturn. Don't say yes to the fears, anxieties, and the pointing a finger, shaking a finger in your face part of Saturn. You know, you've been naughty, you should be punished, blah, blah, blah. Don't, don't listen to that voice. And it's alive and well in each and every one of us because we're all trying to find our way through this wild world that we live in now. And that's why I do this podcast. That's why I do my Instagrams. That's why I'm here to help. And everybody needs us. We are, we're all in this together and everybody needs each other right now. So in the meantime, Mercury um, is going to finish up its tour of Taurus, if you can believe it, because it was um, last Sunday that I sat here and said, Mercury is going into Taurus. And, and it did on Monday. And now I'm sitting here telling you, Mercury is getting ready to leave Taurus. <laughs> and at the end of this week, um, Mercury will make a very lovely trine to Pluto on next Sunday when we meet. And it will say, hey, this is how far you've come. This is what you've done. This is how far along in your transformation. Congratulate yourself. Think about it. Think about what you've wanted to transform and congratulate yourself. You went in, you dug deep, you got juicy. You didn't think about the consequences and you just did it. That's okay. So maybe once in a while there's a little bit of consequence, but you know, it's going to be fine. Then, um, so Mercury is going to trine Pluto on Sunday, the 2nd of May. Can you believe next weekend is May? And then the 3rd, it's going to make a square to Jupiter. So Mercury is talking to a lot of planets right now as it's finishing up its tour of Taurus for the year because it's not going to come back until next year. And then on Monday the 3rd, it goes into Gemini, one of its favorite signs. Hurrah. Mercury likes being in Gemini just as much as Venus likes sitting in Taurus. So Mercury's going to be in one of its favorite signs, and it's going to do all sorts of cool things because it's going to talk to Saturn in a good way. It's going to talk to Jupiter in a good way, and then it's going to talk to, you know, all the other planets in a good way. Um, because it likes being in Gemini. So it's got good conversations and lots of details. And then there's Mars. Mars has left Gemini, and it is now in the sign of Cancer. And Mars loves being in Capricorn because it's industrious, and it, it likes to take that road to, to success, you know, ambition. But this is the opposite sign. It's Cancer. And what do Cancerians like to do? Well, they like to go hide, you know, in their shell. They like to pull back and go in the kitchen and cook <laughs> and stand in the kitchen. I'm just going to go cook in my kitchen right now. Thank you. I'm going to cut my vegetables and chop my garlic and stuff. Um, and Mars is like, what? What is that? But it's okay because once every two years, Mars goes into Cancer and it'll stay there for a good six weeks to two months. And, you know, it's going to be there, I think, till June 11th. And when Mars is in Cancer, it means that the energy and the action that we take needs to be towards Cancerian things. One of those things is our family, whoever they are, whether they are our family being... Uh, our biological family or the family we adopted or the family that adopted us or whatever. And then it, one of the other things that Cancerian energy is known for is the home. And 
like I said, cook in the kitchen, but you know, it's a good time to go into your home, do your feng shui, buy new furniture, clear things out. You know, we cleared out the garden here the other day and it just, it just feels so much better. And then there's, um, a beautiful, you know, thing about Mars and cancer is we get to be emotional. We don't have to stay tough you know, Mars is tough and action-oriented. I'm going to go out there and be a warrior. And you know what? This is giving us permission to be emotional and sensitive. And, you know, like I said before, there's not a lot of fire in the sky. So Mars is not fiery right now. Mars is in the water sign. And it generally doesn't love being in Cancer, but I think it's important to embrace it because it's going to do something for us and our emotions. And we have to feel our emotions and nurture ourselves. So one of the things Mars will do when it's in Cancer is it's going to square Chiron in its own sign of Aries. And we're going to be reminded of our wounds. And that's not happening just yet, but it will in the next several days. And we are going to be reminded of how important it is to nurture ourselves. And that is what, if, if Mars does nothing else here, it helps you make yourself a cup of tea, cook in the kitchen, make that soup you've been wanting to make, that new recipe you wanted to try, and nurture yourself. Now, if you're a big business person, you still have to nurture yourself or you don't have energy to go out and create something in your business. And Mars in Cancer requests that we take time and be present for ourselves in our own emotional world. Cancer is the sign of family and home, and it's also the sign of ancestry, and it's the sign of um, nurturance and caretaking. And so it's important if there's someone that needs your, your assistance right now, that's a great place to take your Mars energy, is to this Mars energy that we have Take it out and be of assistance to someone. You may love them, you may not love them. And it's even harder when you don't love them, but maybe you can just reach out your hand for someone. And if that's what someone needs right now, then that's a beautiful way to spend Mars and Cancer. And if you give yourself the opportunity to trust your feelings and trust your emotions right now in these weeks till June 11th, then I bet you're going to go further than if you were out in the world with your fist in the air, you know, trying to be the warrior right now because Mars isn't doing that. And like I said, there's not a lot of fire in the sky. So Mars is going to ask us to get juicy. (laughs) Cancer is a juicy sign. Mars is a passionate planet. Stay home with your loved ones, you know, cuddle with your kids, cuddle with your cat, um, you know, cuddle with your spouse, your partner. Um, and so there it is, more juiciness, you know, it's a water sign. And then in, in the month of May, in the merry month of May, in the lusty month of May, as they say in Camelot, um, the lusty month of May, Jupiter is going to go into Pisces. So we are going to have three planets hanging out in water. Jupiter's not going to stay there long. Don't worry, Aquarius. <laughs> but all of this, this is 
This is all um, some watery emotional time. So if you've been holding on to your feelings and holding on to your feelings through all of this and I'm powering through this, this global trauma, allow yourself some tears, allow yourself some tissues, allow yourself to stay in bed one Saturday and rest. Allow yourself to read that book you've been wanting to read and allow yourself to feel the feelings feel the feelings and that's what's so important right now for each and every one of us is to feel the feelings and I reach out my hand to each and every one of you because it's important to reach out our hands right now and that's what I do for a living so if you need me I'm here and my uh, website is thegoldenastrologer.com and it is book online if you'd like to book an appointment it's info at thegoldenastrologer.com if you'd like to write to me and say, hey, Deb, I need a hand. Or if you want to message me on Instagram, it's the Golden Astrologer, and say, thank you, um, Deb, for that podcast. I need a hand. <laughs> thank you for your offer. I need a hand. Um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Deb Astrology, and I'm here every week at this podcast so you can listen with your cup of tea and get cozy. And I thank everyone all around the world who listens to me. I saw I have people in Russia. I saw I have people in France. I have people in the United Kingdom. Thank you so much for listening. And I pray that you have a beautiful week ahead. Pluto notwithstanding. And let's all remember we're in this together. And I have enormous gratitude for each and every one of you. And thank you. Thank you. And love to all.